Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello, friends. Uh, This is my first podcast. I've been meaning to do this for quite a while now. I'll explain why. I thought the first one I would do was just about my experience in Antarctica. Um, I've watched a lot of, you know, flat earth, flat plane videos now. And I'm, I'm not here to in any way try and convince anyone whether the earth is round or whether it's flat. But it just seems crazy that I've actually been to Antarctica and people might want to hear my experience. Um, For example, you hear a lot about this ice wall theory that Antarctica is just this ring of ice around the rest of the landmass, you know, the, the Earth. And I mean, that's not that's not how I found it. When I went down to Antarctica, let me just get you a picture, bear with me. Um, When I went down to Antarctica, first thing you step onto is land, as you can see. This is me and my my buddy, Matt, lovely Australian geezer. Um, We've come ashore from our expedition ship there in the Gemini, those Gemini dinghies and uh yeah it's also quite warm (laughs) believe it or not it can be quite warm can be quite quite warm when the sun's out and obviously there's a shitload of penguins so back to what i was saying yeah i'm not just i'm not trying to uh not here to convince anyone of any argument but I just think maybe, you know, if I pass on what my experience was and and people can make their own minds up, can't they? Um, Also, my friend, Baz, kind of like my best friend, certainly in my best group of friends. He's currently, he skied to the South Pole last year. 
with a view to skiing all the way across the continent. Um, and Lewis Rudd last year did ski all the way across the continent. He's a Facebook friend of mine. We're both ex-military. Um, I'll talk a bit more about the mili military thing in a bit. But Lewis Rudd was the second guy to ski all the way across the continent. He's not the first guy to cross it. That's been done, I think, several times. A buddy of Baz's did, did it uh, kite skiing, believe it or not. Um, and I'll talk about him as well. But it's been done. Um, it's been done in the past. I'll talk about that as well. <laughs> And also Colin O'Brady, who is an American, I believe. I believe. If he's Canadian, I, I apologise. It's not that I get the countries mixed up. It's that I genuinely don't know. I've just heard his North American twang. Um, and he was the first guy to cross it solo and unsupported. So that means to pack your to pack your polk which is your, your sledge that you drag. Um, you start at one side of the landmast. That's a, that's a kind of quirky thing. They don't actually cross from the glaciers. So you've got, you've got the landmass like this under miles and miles of ice. And then on the edges, the ice, the glaciers come out like this. Now, the explorers, when you see them go to the South Pole, they don't go from the edge to the pole. They go from the landmass. So it's it's a kind of cheat, depending on which way you look at it. But there was one um, adventurer, uh, Ranel Fiennes, that did. He went from one side of the ice sheet to the other. Uh, so, yeah, let me just... Right. So just I just want to talk a bit about who I am. Um, one sec, let's just get some photos. Uh, 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 uh. So yeah, I'm Chris Frewell. I'm a former Royal Marines commando, which for our American uh, brothers and sisters is kind of like somewhere between your Marines and your Navy SEALs. We, we wear the Green Beret, so we you know, kind of consider ourselves elite commandos. Uh, the picture you see there is last year, I ran a thousand miles non-stop. I ran it um, carrying a 14 kilo backpack. So that's like a 40 pound pack. Uh, I ran an ultra marathon every day. So that was over any distance over 20, say 27 miles a day and up to 45 miles a day. The length of Great Britain and I did it to raise awareness of this current alarming trend of um, veteran suicide, PTSD, this, this kind of thing. I'm not a warmonger. I'm a pacifist. Uh, I think the last 20 years have shown us some, you know, the more intelligent among us know what war really is, don't we? So um, that's me there. Yeah, there's me. Enjoying the sun up in Scotland as I ran down the country. Um, get into Land's End. That was a nice moment. I just, um, I'll talk a bit, a bit more about this, but in 1996, 1995, 
I left the Marines to go and run a very successful business in Hong Kong. And within six months, I was chronically addicted to crystal methamphetamine, meth, ice, crank. Um, I was heavily in clinical psychosis. I basically completely lost the plot. And I was working for the Hong Kong triads, the 14K, which is Hong Kong's kind of most savage triad family. I, I was a doorman in one of their nightclubs. So uh, hopefully you can see that. That was my first book about my experience in Hong Kong, eating smoke. And I've just uh, written this one, released this one, 40 Nights. This is not just a story of uh, what what people like to call recovery. It's not not a word I use because um, I think how can you recover from life experience? Because if one thing life has told me, it's your worst experiences are your best. It's where you learn. So if you don't have the bad experiences, like I don't, I don't think I'd know anything that hope that I do now. So, yeah, life experiences make us what we are, aren't they? That's the American cover. This was kind of how I used to behave. I used to do handstands on um, on top of this building. On the parapet there, I used to do handstands and look down at the traffic. I saw how off my, <laughs> off my head I was. I, I recovered to go on and live, work and travel in 80 different countries all around the world. I've been to all seven continents, including Antarctica, obviously. Um, I'm a best-selling author. I'm a qualified pilot, skydiver. I'm an advanced um, scuba diver. I am a graduate in youth work. I'm passionate about young people, which is perhaps part of the, the reason for, for this video. And when I went up to John O'Groats, I'd actually had four spinal or four spinal procedures, including major surgery on my on my discs, and so I hadn't run for two and a half years. And I I I went up there and I just told people I haven't been any further than walk to the car for two and a half years. I'm going to run an ultramarathon a day. I'm going to carry fourteen kilo backpack. Uh, I'm going to you know, just, just, I will run a thousand miles. Um, and the reason I, I could say that I wasn't trying to be like big headed. I just wanted to show people how you can come from an experience, how you can develop the right mindset and you can go on and achieve anything. So if you're watching this and you want to be a pilot and you're not, you're unhappy in your job. Uh, if you like me, you want to travel the world if you want better relationships, if you want to understand how to eat well, because that's really helped me no end uh, over the last sort of 14 years. I made some very subtle changes. If you want to know about drugs, alcohol, how to fight addiction, um, if you want to, you know, share in my, some of my more traumatic experiences, like I, I lost my best friend, uh, he died when when um, taking acid, LSD, he drowned. So 
So yeah, if 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 you have aspirations to do these sort of things or learn about these things, just hit the like and the subscribe. And I hate saying that, but you know how it is on YouTube. Um, or go to my website, christhrall.com. Just sign up for my newsletter. You'll get uh, two free books. So anyway, that's enough about me. Sorry if I've gone on a bit, but it's kind of, if I'm going to talk about a flat earth, a globe earth, you need to know who, who I am really. So, um, first off, I massively congratulate anyone who questions if the earth is round or flat, whatever it might be. But one thing I think the last 20 years has shown us in, glo in the global politics, or I don't do politics, but you know what I'm saying, the global field is we've massively been lied to. Uh, lots of people have died as a, as a result. And there are numerous agendas in, in play in the world. And I congratulate anyone that, that is, is, wants, wants to question that. It's, it's healthy. Um, I first uh, started traveling. I used to get cheap flights in the military. And um, that's where my love of traveling came, came in. What I wanted to say is, in a lot of these um, kind of YouTube documentaries, I see a lot of YouTubers making the connection with people like me who, who've been in the military and the CIA and MI, in Britain, MI5 and, and um, you know, maybe shadow government. And just wanted to say it, it kind of makes me smile because I was just a grunt. You know, I, was, I, I rose to the dizzy heights of Lance Corporal. Um, it's like no way I was ever um, had anything to do with the intelligence ages. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, you know, tell you how, how you do as a Marine. Yet the closest I came was in Northern Ireland. I was in the Northern Ireland conflict. We had an intelligence officer, but he was just another Marine. So, um Right, so so I just thought I'd say that because you see a lot of people. Oh, this guy here, yeah, he's ex Navy. He's got to be like a government spy or a shill or this kind of stuff. Yeah, I went to the equator once. I've travelled every single country in North, South, and Central America. Right, uh, great experience. Um, let's just have a look. And while I was down there in South America, in Ecuador, Ecuador equator, right. They do this trick on the equator. They they take this bowl and they tell you um, that it that if they put it just north of the equators, like by say a meter or two feet, um, the water will spin one way when it goes down the plug hole. And if they put it on the other side, the water will spin the other way. Okay, I've heard this is bullshit, and it's actually just a trick. The way that they chuck the water in. So I just wanted to. to to, to say that um, and also but they did do I did do this thing which was quite amazing I don't know if this is easy to do anyway but I can tell you at the equator you can balance an egg on a nail really quite easily you don't even have to spend ages doing it I just balanced this egg on this nail straight off the bat right um, and they reckon it's because there's the most gravitational pull, uh, not gravity, you know, the opposite. The, the most G-force on the egg 
because it's going around the equator. It it sounds a bit bullshitty, but that's what they say. Yeah, that was that was kind of like my first experience of um, someone trying to prove the Earth was round. Um, but what I did find interesting is in I worked in Mozambique. I taught children at a street children's school. And one thing you do see, because there's no light pollution in Mozambique. So I, I lived on the beach. I sat on the beach. At, um, I lived on the coast. I used to sit on the beach at night with my friends, maybe uh, have a beer and and uh, something else, should we say, and just look up at the sky and you see thousands of stars. Nothing like we do here in Britain. In Britain, you look up, you might see 500 on a really clear night in Africa with no because there's no electricity at, at night time everything switches off off in, in the rural areas um, or it goes to generators you see hundreds of thousands it, it's it's like a to totally different sky and you also see different constellations because it's the southern hemisphere so I looked for ages. I saw this one. It looked. It. I used to call it the scorpion, or I used to call it the crocodile. And then I later learned that the ancient Aztecs and Mayans, whatever, called it the scorpion, which kind of made sense. Um, so let's let me just show you this. So yeah, the one thing you saw is satellites going over. I'm not talking aeroplanes here. That you know they have the flashing light, the the, the navigation lights on the wings. Talking satellites, tiny dot. And they don't have lights on them, um, by the way. They're just tracking, they track over. The light is what's reflected from the sun, which is coming in at a different angle, if that makes sense. So, or, or I'm not a scientist, but maybe that light's travelled for ages and ages already. But it's the light you're seeing, not a light on the satellite, is what I try, try to say. And um, I've got a bit of video here. So if you watch here, the right-hand side of the screen, you can see, yeah, just there, if you can see my cursor, that's a video of a satellite tracking, and that's exactly what it looks like. Maybe, maybe not quite so stuttered, I'm not sure if that's my computer, and it's not nowhere near as bright as that, that's just the way the video is. But you see them every um, yeah, like every twenty minutes you'll you'll just see one go over. Um, I mentioned this because I was talking with a, a guy about flat earth and he said, Yeah, but how do you know they're satellites? It's a fair question. And you know, I couldn't say for definite, but the the other side of the coin is well, why wouldn't you know if that's kind of like what if it walks like a duck and it tastes like a duck or whatever they say. So anyway, um, yeah. So let's just talk a bit about Antarctica. Just run you through some photos. Uh, in no particular order, it's a lot, a lot of wildlife down there. You just, 
spend all day whale watching, watch, watching, watching killer whales, penguins, um, sea lions, le leopard seals, and these things. Uh, the the name will come to me in a minute, but yeah. This was Yolly. She was one of my dive um, in in the dive team that I went down down there with. She makes she's a doctor and she makes or she's a scientist rather, and she makes videos for Blue Planet, the TV program. That's uh, the expedition ship Plancius that I that I travelled down on. They're all kind of like former Soviet ice breaking ships. Obviously, to break through the pack ice. That's Philip, another one of the dive team. Yeah, there's Baz. Baz Graham mentioned earlier. Um, Baz on the right there. And what he's doing there, he's recreating Shackleton's legendary escape from Antarctica. Shackleton tried to be the first person to cross Antarctica. This ship um, docked on one side of the continent. Another ship went round the other side, or, or maybe this ship was going to go round the other side. They were going to lay uh, depots. They were going to lay depots all the way across so they can gradually kind of, um, you know, go to one depot, eat, maybe travel back and rest, then go to the next depot, this kind of thing. And the ship sunk in the ice. And... Shackleton there, uh, da, 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 da. doesn't really matter what he looks like, does it? But <laughs> he 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 led his team to salvation. He led them across the ice, dragging the lifeboats. Then they got in the lifeboats and they travelled 180 miles across open the Southern Ocean, which is um, phenomenal. And Baz is recreating that journey and, and Shackleton didn't lose a single man. It took about oh, well over a year, year and a half to get everybody out. This is back in 1914. So they didn't know this is the kind of equipment they had. Um, and Baz is the first guy ever to recreate that, that expedition. And Baz is the chap I mentioned earlier. He's going to, um, He's going to attempt to cross the continent next year, but he's going to do the the glaciers, the the ice shelves, as it were, not just not just the con not just the continent. So, yeah, there's uh, me camping out in Antarctica uh, in just a bivy bag, believe it or not. There is two sleeping bags under there, and that is my diving, uh, my thermals from from my diving. It is an absolutely fine fine night. Um, yeah, we just just decided to hop onto an iceberg for a stupid photo. We actually lost a diver down there. There was a Japanese girl in my boat on the very first dive we did, and um, she obviously wasn't as confident in the water as you're supposed to be to dive down there. It's quite strict with all the safety, and and she drowned, which uh, you know wasn't a particularly Good result. There's the uh, killer whales I mentioned. Orcas. They're attacking a. I think they're attacking a whale there. You can see behind the ice shelf. It's not an ice wall. You can see here where it's land. 
Um, it's it's just glacial ice. It's been there thousands upon thousands of years. Uh, this is a research station. It's it's from probably around the fifth time, about the fifties. Um, you get you get you hear people say you can't. You can't go to Antarctica. You'll get shot. You'll get met by armed guards, and that's just that. Well, I almost say it's absolute nonsense. It sounds rude, but it's really not my experience. Antarctica is a vast continent. It's about the size of, let's say, Africa, and the notion that that you could land there and someone's going to come running up to you with a gun and and put you under house arrest is or under arrest is not really doesn't really make sense. The guy that I mentioned who went went down on the kite, the, who, ski, who skied across on the kite, he he just said, uh, fuck to getting the, the permit. You're supposed to have a permit to go down there on expedition. He said, I'm not doing that. You know, who am I giving the permit to? Nobody owns Antarctica. So he just he just literally went down there. I'm not sure if they, uh, they took him by boat. They just would have dropped him at one of the ice shelves and, and off he went, you know, so you can, if you hear people saying, oh, you can't go down, it's like you absolutely can, two guys went down and they lived there for a year, this is quite some time ago now, but they, they, they got a passing ship, they paid the skipper to, to drop them off, and he came back a year and picked them up and, and uh, they survived, anyway, back to the research station, it's got all this old um, survival stuff, this is obviously a naval party um it's they even had a recipe book for penguins there believe it or not so uh yeah there's me diving on the iceberg saw that one yeah so enough about that um and i i yeah, the, just just one thing I just wanted to say on the agenda is there's allegedly everything you've ever seen on the JFK assassination, all those videos, all those films that, that, that have been through the cinema. I've heard they've been they're all they've all been funded by kind of you know, shadow government or dark elements in the CIA or or or, or whatever. And it's just to throw you off the trail. I I really do wonder about the uh, the flat Earth theory, let's call it. And I say that because to people who are not who haven't researched it, like you and I, it, you know, the people that haven't woke, they haven't taken the green pill or the red pill or whatever it is. You know, it must seem really crazy. And what better way to get the masses to ridicule? people that question society by coming up with, you know, these theories. I'm not saying Flat Earth is one of them. I'm just suggesting it, it it's a possibility, right? Um, and then, of course, that covers them up then for all their misdemeanors and all the corruption that they, they kind of levy on the world. Um, yeah, and that's it, guys. So uh, thank you for watching. I hope I've been of some help. As I said earlier, I'm um gonna gonna start try and make some more regular videos and 
we'll be talking about telling people how to get their goals. You know, if you want to run a thousand miles nonstop, stop, maybe you do, you probably don't, but you know, I can tell you how to do, I, I can tell you how to do that. If you want to book into flight school and learn how to fly planes, but you're worried about you know, money or time off work and all, and, and, and all this sort of thing, I can talk about that. I haven't been ill for 15, 13 or 15 years now. Just make a few tweaks in your diet and you don't have to do those colds and the flu every, uh, every, every Christmas. Um, we're talking a, you know, a lot of, about my experiences around the world, catching piranhas in the Amazon jungle, sleeping under the jungle, you know, camping out under the jungle canopy, um, getting mugged by the Turkish mafia and also the Thai, Thailand mafia. That was quite interesting. Of course, working for the triads in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, quite a lot of stuff. So like, subscribe, comment, if you ask me a question, whatever. So thanks team. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.